Welcome back to the Purpose Producer Podcast. I'm your host, Georgia Dawkins, and this is season four of the Purpose Producer. Look, this season, we are doing something very special. We are celebrating Black boy joy. And that means I'm talking to Black men of all different ages about how they define joy, how they cultivate joy, and how they spread joy. And today's guest, we're running it back from season two. He's amazing. When he was first here, y'all, he was but a young buck, a young travel blogger, and now he's a whole television host. Y'all, please welcome back to the Purpose Producer, Mr. Jeff Jenkins. Look at me. Ooh, that's a little Arsenio. A little soccer Arsenio. Come on, I love it. I love it. I, I'll send you your money later. I'll send you your money for that. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Is that trademark? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so glad welcome to be back. here. Thank you, thank you. It's 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 an honor, like always. Um, I'm already in my feelings, so uh, that means it's gonna be a good podcast today. I tell you that because like it just when does anybody get to talk about Black Boy Joy enough? You know, like you can't you can't get enough of it. And I I definitely know we I haven't uh, had a podcast or interview I've done where we talked about this, so I'm excited. Yes, yes. Look, I definitely owe you a hug, brother. We talked on the phone last year before you started filming, and I'm just mm-hmm. so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Where are you on a scale of one to ten? Where's the joy on a scale of one to ten today? Today, oh man, we we really high today because I just like over the night, um, I got a new management uh agency that I'm gonna be working with, and they're like one of the largest ones, and so uh, I'm I'm super pumped that I get to be with them. And I even went around and started asking some questions to some of my friends that are with them. And they were just all saying how like life-changing it has been to be with this agency. And so it's just like to be able to make it into another tier of, of management, I think it's just like fantastic. And so I got so much that I want to do and they're going to help me once again. They're going to be the ones that help me get to those dreams because I want to help people I got goals for days and we, I'm already got a lot of goals that are coming through and are actually manifesting themselves or uh, unfolding themselves. And so to me, like I'm pumped up and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid now. So I believe drinking that. Drinking your like, own we, Kool-Aid, man. Oh my gosh. What? what? <laughs> I'm Come wishing on. purposeful partnerships for the rest of this year. Okay. Anybody Come who's on. coming through is here to help us elevate and get to that next level, man. I'm so happy for, for your sure. skin is flourishing. I know for y'all listening, y'all can't see, but Jeff is out here glowing. Jeff, what's your skin routine? You know what? This That's the third person to ask me in the past five days. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of water. Um, I'm a big guy, but I drink a lot of water. And that's like, and it's, it's funny. Like I go get uh, my blood work done uh, once a year and stuff like that. And my, my doctors be like, hmm, there's nothing like, like cholesterol wise, all that. And I can just like, nothing's like wrong with me in that sense. Um, it's not high and it's not low. And I, I contribute that all to just drinking water. So I think that's why my, my skin all beautiful. I'm going to chase this espresso with some water later today. Come on, come on. I had on, my, my blood work last week and my doctor called me back and said, I had great, great test results and whatever, but cholesterol was suspicious. And I forgot to tell her that I had three clusters of crab legs the night before. Uh, you know crab legs are shooting up it'll do it every time that's on me that's on me I forgot to tell you uh man I made lobster for the first time last night man it was good that's the next show y'all that's the next show Jeff is gonna be doing a cooking show look we're gonna get into the show in just a second but first Mm -hmm. tell me how you define joy what is joy to you 
Well, I joy is not joy is a feeling, but it's something that you have to choose. It's not like happiness. Happiness just comes on you, but joy is something that you have to choose. And so, like I have to choose to have joy. Um, or I have to even recognize that I'm in joy, like right now. Like that's that's the kind of feeling that and I think that there's not a lot of emotions that you can have where you can choose it. Uh, and I really do feel like the joy, you can choose to have joy. Yeah. Well, well tell me, mm -hmm. how did you, look, you, you bring us so much joy on the timeline. I don't care if I see you on Facebook, TikTok, or Instagram, you yep. are sparking joy in some way. When mm -hmm. did you know, <clears throat> excuse me, when did you know that you had the gift to inspire other people? Hmm. Great question. Um, you know, I think I started walking into it while I was teaching. Um, and well, it was, you know what? It was college. College is when it was, I don't know, it was like college. I started traveling as well. But while we were in college at FAMU, um, like man, people just kept being like, man, I like hanging out with you. Uh, or I'll be going down the uh we'd be going down the, the street, just walking in the on campus. And people will just stop and be like, yeah. And so the excitement that they got when they saw me, I was like, dang, I'm, I must be doing something to people, you know? Like, and I didn't even know this. And so it was them showing me that like, oh man, you have like this energy and this, this, this joy that I want or I'm attracted to. And so I want to be around you kind of thing. Uh, and so I, I, I realized that then. And then when it got to teaching, that's when I really started realizing that I, like, cause my kids, man, the kids don't want to learn. They, they, they be tired, especially high schoolers. Like, bro, they confused in life. They tired. They, don't, they ain't trying to be at school. They trying to skip. So <laughs> I had to learn how to like bring joy to the classroom. Um, and I think that served very well when it got me into just like doing what I'm doing now, because I'm now, instead of just being like hundreds of kids, I now have like a potentially millions of uh, people across the world that are going to know and see my stuff and then that joy that I'm going to bring it up. Look, all, already you've reached millions, you know, millions of views, uh, you know, subscribers, people, you know, reading your work. You're are you already been doing this. So it's just yeah. natural. It's only natural that you now have a television show. But you said something very special. You started out teaching. You started mm -hmm. out teaching. Tell me about how you were able to pivot from teaching into a full-time travel career. Yeah, it was, I, I promise you, it was like I was in it. And you you know what? It was, it was sapping some of my joy. I can tell mm, you that. Like mm. it really was like. And it wasn't, it wasn't particularly the students or even some of my coworkers, but it was just like the, the politics of the school system and um, just how stuff was ran. And You were teaching in just, Florida, correct? No, I was, I was in Florida first and then oh, I moved okay. to Texas. When I moved to Texas, I taught here for five shout years. Shout out to the teachers taught, in Florida, man. Yeah, man, especially, <laughs> especially them. Oh my God. But shout out to teachers everywhere because y'all yes, yes. going through it. And we I understand. Um, but yeah, it was like, man, I, I feel like there was more to life uh my step pops had died and it was when he died that it, it like hit me a little bit i was like man that's like 20 something years away mm. i was like bro i gotta i gotta do like 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 did he do everything he wanted to do did he fulfill these dreams and stuff that he had so it was like it really hit me that like the fragility of life and it was like man i really want to do more and i i was trying to quit teaching like or i was like oh this would be my last year my first year 
And I came in at the middle of the year. So it was like only like four, five months passed and I was ready to like leave. But it was the comfort of like teaching or having a job and having money that kept me there. And it kept me there for nine years. And so it was like, man, I, I finally found that courage to like leave. I thought I was going to go do something else. Um, and that's when I got into, I went on a mission trip to go build wells or to build gardens in Rwanda. And while I was in Rwanda, um, me and my friends was like, man, these people in this community need water. And so we started a water well project. But before I even started that water well project, um, I already had been in this season of like figuring out entrepreneurship and like, like I should become an entrepreneur because one of my like best friends now, the day I met him was the day he convinced me to become an entrepreneur. And he was even showing me, he was, and he was so hyped. I was like, bro, like what you do? And he was like, man, I do this and I do a little that. And I was like, but he was like, technically I don't really do much. And I was like, real? How? <laughs> and so talking about that entrepreneurial thing, he was like, man, I was the second dumbest person to graduate from my high school. And he was like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I was like, dang. So that really took me to like, give me some confidence. And it gave me like to go down this, this trail to like explore like if this is something I want to do. And so I got into like that. I got um I started doing set, reselling books for Amazon. And I, I don't tell people this, but yeah, like I started reselling books and I was like, this would be my journey into entrepreneurship. And that's when we also started that water well project. None of us was engineers. So none of us, I didn't know, I didn't even know how water came out of the ground. So to do a water well and then start a water well project. Like that was going, that was going to be something that was like a learning lesson. And so once we figured out how to do that, like I was, the sky was the limit at this point. Like, cause I was like, bro, like, bro, I know how to build water wells. I know how water comes out of the ground now. Like, and we're helping people. And it was while I was there that I got so hyped and I was so entranced by like, man, I'm over here, like in another country helping people that it made me ask myself the question. I asked myself this question because Doing those, selling those books, once again, it took me back to that that time of working at the school where I was like, man, I don't feel fulfilled. Like, this doesn't feel fulfilling. And so I kept asking myself while I was in Rwanda, uh, I kept asking myself, like, man, if, if money wasn't like an object, like, if you didn't have to worry about money, whatever dream that you had, like, was to actually happen for you, like, what would you do? And I remember being like, oh, is it this? Nah. Is it that? And I had to like really be true to myself because I don't even remember there was one time I thought to myself like, man, like, like don't think about what people may say. Like, what do you really want to do? Come on, Jeff. I, Come on. You better I, preach. And I came to that thing. It came to that conclusion of, oh, oh, and I heard Georgia in my head too when she left her job. And I'll never forget that one. Like that <laughs> one still hits me to this day. Georgia was in the car crying talking about how she left one job to go to another job and like God was providing. And so I was just like, dang. So I was like, man, if George could get that, because I'm, I'm telling you that was, that was definitely a, um, a burning memory in my head. So it was like, I was thinking through all this and I gave myself time to think through this. Like I didn't come up with it. Like I had the pressure of like, bro, today you have just today and that's it. Mm -hmm. Now it took me about three, four days to like keep asking myself this all day long. And I finally came to that conclusion that like, I want to travel the world, help people and get paid to do it. And for some reason, cause it was like, man, it was the true self. It was my trueness. Like I was like, bro, that's what you really want to do. 
So I committed right then. That was easy. Man, we have so much because... fear around that. Even when we see the vision clearly, Jeff, sometimes that the vision can be so clear and so big that it's intimidating. And mm -hmm. then it oftentimes immobilizes us to not do nothing <laughs> mm -hmm. because now we're afraid of our potential. Now we're afraid of how big it can be. Did you ever have that fear? Did you ever second guess, you know, what you saw so clearly that day? Oh, 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 what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> every, every single day. Man, I mean, we like, talked Say it again. Say it again. Say it yeah, again. It, 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 yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was one of those things of like, well, one, I then started going down the journey of like, yeah, did I hear this right? Like, this, this is what I heard. Um, to where I had like figured out how am I going to do this? Like, literally at this time, this is like five, six years ago. At this time, that's it. Oh my was, God, Jeff, that it? feels it, it feels no. long. But I ain't gonna lie, it's still today. long. Now. When I think about it, it's still long. But even in the in the social media realm, like five, six years ago there wasn't still that many travel influencers, especially black travel influencers, right. making like a living off of this. And so only person I had was Rachel Hill. She was my example. Shout out to uh, Rachel. That's my Rachel girl. Rachel was here last she, season. Yep. Oh, that's my dog. <laughs> and so like we grew up together uh, in college and she had a passion for traveling. And so she even told me when she did her two weeks, like, Jeff, I'm putting my two weeks in at Johnson & Johnson. Woo. And I was like, bro, you can get paid to do this? I was like, you can get paid. So he was like, that was always in the back of my head too. So going from those examples, like that's all I had. But it was like, man, if she can do it, then I started looking at everybody else. Like, okay, let me go find the five people I want to be like. Like, let's bring all that together. So yeah, it was like, yeah. this whole time, man, I'm glad that I went about this from a business mindset. So I started learning from how like business entrepreneurs do it. And then I started looking at the social media people too. And so it was like, bro, if they can do it, I can do it too. And that's the thing I had to keep telling myself. Like, there was nothing wrong with me. There's like, like, like the same powers that I have or they have, I have too. You know, like the same strengths. Like, we might have different strengths, but like, I do know somebody that got the same. You're you. I can go do this. Yeah. And You're I am you. Still. You're mm -hmm. you. There is absolutely nobody else out here like you doing oh my mm -hmm. god jeff when i see you out here all around the world it's like where's waldo with dreads Come okay like, <laughs> and i'm just so excited because i'm like you're doing stuff that scares the hell out of me i ain't even lying mm -hmm. like when you called me about the show and we were talking about how we could work together i was sweating my palms were sweating because i know <laughs> i i be walking with so much fear like especially mm. when it comes to heights yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, give you that I one can't now. even watch the travel uh uh pages where people are tight roping or zip lining or oh my God. I'm I'm sweating right now talking to you about yeah, being scared. Yeah. <laughs> and then the add-on pressure to that is that like I am a trendsetter in a sense, or we're like our show or just my mission is to redefine what new travel looks like. And so we're talking like going to do some of these excursions and, and, and trips to where I'm doing it. And it's the first time somebody my size has ever done it. Yeah. And so like that is just added pressure of like they modified it to where I can even do it. And and I was like, man, that was that was daunting as well. The adventure like, is, is for everybody. You sure, you sure this is uh this is safe here, guys? But once again, I always what got me through like most of my fears is like I think about other people and other people doing these things like I get to be the example because I know I'm fat so 
I know I'm gonna get fat people to do it, but then my my black people, like black folks, are gonna see this and be like, like I'm telling right. y'all, y'all gonna y'all gonna watch this show and be like, I don't know how <laughs> but it's still gonna inspire y'all. Like I really do. Like it's a very like there's from what from what I've been told and from what I've even seen, there's nothing like t like there's nothing like my show that's on TV now. And so I, I love that it has this like almost Ted Lasso feel to it, where it's like that show you didn't know you need that you need it. And it's just all about motivating, encouraging, inspiring. And 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 that's what I'm about. I want to be that. Like that's how I live my life. And so I think that this is what the show is gonna bring too. All right, Jeff, let's talk about it because we ain't even said the name of the talk show yet. Talk never say never Come with on. Jeff Jenkins coming out this July on National Geographic. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> let's go. Jeff, what was it like when you found out that you got the green light for this show? Because this is not the show you originally told me you were doing. This show is all about you. Uh, yeah, well, no, I think that one call we had, it was about me then. But I don't know if I had, I guess we had another call. You had before. some co-hosts. You had co-hosts at the time. Maybe they were yeah. producers, but yeah, I was just excited oh, to see oh, that's right. you. Yeah, that's probably yeah, two years that, ago. That show, got, <laughs> that show got canceled. That got canceled because uh, uh, CNN Plus went out of business. Oh wow! Yeah, I got but pissed look. on a couple of shows, which I thought was great. But yeah, this show is a travel adventure show. It's me doing things outside of my comfort zone. That's the whole theme of the show: is uh, life begins where your comfort zone ends. So they put me to the elements. They put me to the earths, and uh, I am doing some crazy, outlandish things that, like, you usually only see some fit uh, white people doing. Look, and, I saw you on the Tamara Hall show in the canoe. Uh, that right that was, there. That was mild. That, that was, was so mild. mild. I know, but that even was that, like I was like... the mildest like... thing I've done. Yeah, man, we talking about like like rock climbing and uh, um, swimming with sharks and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, Are you an adventure it's... junkie? Like, do you get a get a high off of this stuff? Because oh, not, not even a little bit. Like, wow. uh, sometimes I do. Yeah, I'm not gonna like lie. Adrenaline like... high, yeah. Okay, so man, it's there's so much to unpack even about the show, and I can't wait to to unpack it more. But it's the show did teach me like how to like that I'm very resilient. Um, I do like to push myself, and once again, I am still in this place of like being an example. Like I'm so uh, um, a, a a nerd in a sense of like, can I do it? Like it's like a, a theory, like a hypothesis, like. Like if we test this out, what will happen? Let's let's do this experiment. Let's see what happens. And so a lot of it was experimental and experimental. And I like experiments. So it was like I got to check it out and I wanted to get on the other side of it. And so it was me doing stuff that I've never done. Like, will I like it? I might not like it. There's so many things that we did on the show that I probably won't ever do again. You probably inspired people on your team. Yeah, you probably inspired people on your team who are right there. Like Oh my gosh, they tell it, they say it all the time. Like they, I mean, like I've had people on my team like consistently come up to me and be like, man, bro, like I just like wow, like like one of my, my bodyguard slash like safety guy, he like ex like commando, I don't know what they are from like the military in England. And he I remember there was one time he just he said he just was like like zoned out. He was just like chill. He's like, bro, there's not a lot of stuff that surprises me. But you doing that one thing, like, it blew my mind. Like, I was surprised. Like, 
I'm shocked because I was like, I don't think he was gonna make it. And he was like, bro, you killed it. And he was like, bro, it makes no sense to me. And so I think that to me is amazing that like my team, we even we inspired each other. And um, I got to inspire them, and I thought that was just like fantastic. So I know for a fact that this show is going to inspire the world. Look how how did they, you know, make sure that you were safe on set? Like, were there things that didn't make it to the show that weren't safe enough? You know, or you know, you look like you're you're, mm-hmm. you're healthy, like you no injuries or whatever. But I know you shot this a while ago. But like. Mm-hmm. What what, oh, what was the was safety gone. preparation? Okay, my, my body was gone. Like it was, bro. I ain't never been so hurt in my life, bro. I felt oh, ice baths, ice, ice baths, um, saunas, <laughs> massages. I was getting massages down there every day. Um, man, <laughs> lifting up my legs on the wall. Like I had to do like routines just to make sure I could do stuff. Like I had to wake up an hour earlier than the time that it took to like just to get dressed just to work or like to warm do up. stretches and stuff yeah. like that and warm up because like man it was one time like I was in the bed and I was just stuck in the bed because my body was so sore um but yeah like safety wise that guy was just telling y'all about like the man he knows his team like he does tv shows um they they're like it's like safety on top of safety so they they make sure that I'm really strapped in tight um, there's a lot of modified things that they created for me that I think is great because a lot of times it just takes an extra like piece of rope or something like that to to let a, allow somebody my size to be able to get on. So that show these tour operators like, oh snap, that's it. That's all we had to do is just add this one extra little piece and it's safe and they can all go do it. Uh, so now we can get a whole new market in to uh, to to market to and get them on our experiences, but. Yeah, there was multiple things like um, my one producer, and I love her to death, named Tara. I love her. Uh, she was like mama bear. She was like, bro, like she'll be the one to be like, uh-uh, Jeff ain't doing that. Wow. And there was multiple things I found out. She'd be like, uh-uh, Jeff ain't doing that. So now just, y'all go figure something else out. Come on, she was on it. And so yeah. and she does a lot of travel shows. So it's not her first one. And so that was that. And like, I also realized very quickly that they want season twos and they want season threes or they want to keep working in the industry and if they kill their talent, none of them will have jobs. Facts. <laughs> so, Facts. So they were, they were going to make sure that I was taken care of and I felt very safe in that way. Look, I know that one of the things we talked about was diversity behind the scenes, you know, making sure that your team was, you know, representative of who you are and the people who you talk to, your audience. So uh, what was that? How were you involved in the process of, of picking the team? Well, I didn't get to pick. That okay. was the thing, because I showed what I brought your behind with me. Um, <laughs> but, but did you get what you wanted? <laughs> I, in some ways, I did. This was, all I said was, it was like, bro, I want diversity. Let's make it happen. And, um... I was like, I, I I represent diversity, so I want diversity on my team. And so, like, man, we had a lot of women uh, that were at the top. Like, our head producers were women, except our showrunner. Um, but we had a, a a lead, or we had a um, a DP, a director of photography, that was a woman. Um, there was one episode that we had. There were more black people on set than there were any other nationality. And all the black folks say everybody else has been in the industry longer than me. 
So I'm just there. They all like looking around like they was like, wait a minute. It was like, yo, thing? I have never, it was like, I've never seen this many black people. What's that meme with all the Spider-Man? It's like, you were Spider-Man, yeah. you were Spider-Man, yeah, you were yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like being black on set that, with other was, black people. It is. Oh, every time. <laughs> and we be having moments here. I remember I did something while we was in uh, Japan. And I was like, I opened the door and I was like, good morning, my neighbor. <laughs> and, uh, the dude, the camera guy downstairs, uh, my dog Shelby. He just dying laughing because he knew exactly what I was going with. And so it was just like, man, I had those kind of moments with people. Um, and we even had to fight for some of these things. Like some of the things I said, like, like I had to tell like my showrunner, like, hey, bro, like this, this is, is um, like, this is something culturally relevant. Yeah. And like, you might not get it. Yeah. But a lot of other people will, will. Yeah. A lot of people in the audience will. And so, that was what we try to do. And so I love the fact that like, even now, like I actually have a meeting today with uh, like some of the Nat Geo folks from like the PR, like the PR, the, the, the marketing that they're putting behind the show, I think is fantastic as well. And a lot of black people don't even get that. And so I am, I am very honored to be in a position that I am in right now. Man, I saw you, uh, at, well, not at Upfronts, but saw your pictures of at, at Upfronts and, you yeah. know, I've seen you on these carpets and you just look so beautiful. You look so radiant, so happy, <laughs> so full of joy. Like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And that is just, it fills my heart. It does. It really does. You know, you know what's crazy? This is the part that's been so much fun. Well, one, I always tell people the secret to myself, uh, success is how grateful I am. I just have so much gratitude. Like, as it is, like, it's fun and like I also like so I I had this thing that I hate it was yeah I did I hated it I hated that people only could see my jovialness they only can see my joy they only can see my childlike spirit and they never like took me serious now all that has changed now and that's the part I love I'm like yes now y'all know like you a businessman now I'm a businessman come on somebody (laughs) but it was it was also one of those things of like, I still can be my my childlike self and people don't judge me for it like they used to. And so like I go into some of this stuff with just wonder, like, oh my gosh, like I'm on somebody's red carpet. Like, how crazy is that? And they've been throwing me into stuff. That's the, the other Disney thing. red to... carpet, not somebody's yeah. red carpet. That's Disney and, money. It is, That's man. Mickey and, carpet. Bro, I didn't I didn't met celebrities. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. And so, but they threw me in there like it was just like something I was supposed to be already knowing and stuff like going to upfront. I didn't know what that was. And to be there and to meet all those people deal. to do that, it was, mm-hmm. it was a very big deal. And I got to meet so many people just at that alone that just like, and guess what? They were all encouraging me. It was like, wait, what? And then that's where I found out that. I don't even think I thought about this until we were there, but um, they were like, bro, you know, you have your own show, right? And you was like, you like, like people was like, wait, it's your show? It's your own show? Like, that's how they kept asking it. And I was like, yeah. And they was like, wow, that's amazing. And then it started hitting me. I was like, wait a minute. A lot of people don't have their own show. Like, what, and then the names in there too. Like Jeff Jenkins is actually in the name, it's in the like, name, in the credits, that, in the name on the just Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, it's in the headline for the story. I mean, you're everywhere. 
that to me just brings so much joy to my heart, knowing that like, like Nat Geo took a chance at me, but I know for a fact all my hard work and everything that I've been doing has led me up to these moments. And that to me is just, that's what puts a smile on my face. That's what gets me going. These dreams that I have, like people say, like there's a book that I read called The 10X Rule, where it talks about like, man, your dreams need to be so big that they wake you up and or they, they not, not wake you up. They get you excited about waking up. No, nah, they wake you up. They wake you up yeah, at 3 a.m. When they be like, sometimes. you forgot about me? You forgot about me? It's well, no, nah, no. Nah. See, sometimes, sometimes they have. But now I, I, I didn't got used to it. Now I'm like, hey, bro, we, we will, I'll see you in the morning. And I just, it'll wake me up at five. And that, that's good. Don't wake me up at three. But no, nah, it's just like on that tip, like I'm doing, like I'm chasing after dreams that are bringing me joy. Like, these are things that I want to do. And these are things that I, I, I have to do. And so that brings a lot of joy to me as well. Look, you talked to me a little bit about your day off before <laughs> before we started recording and the, the revelation in that uh, and how you had to show up. Can you share a little bit about that story about when you showed up to set on your day off and everybody was still? <laughs> yeah, like well, it, was, it was supposed to be my day off. And, and like, like they was like, oh, Jeff, we need you to come to this meeting. And I was like, I ain't coming to the meeting. Like, I was like, bro, this is my day off. Like, or I wouldn't go to the meeting. I actually was like, no, I will go to the meeting, but it needs to be at this time. They wanted to meet when I had dinner reservations and it's like 9 a.m. So I was like, bro, we got all this, this whole day to meet. Why we can't meet between that? And that's when uh, I hit up my manager and my manager was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. He was like, bro, didn't you say this is your dream? He's like, I'm pretty sure when we got on the phone, that's what you said. Like, like this is your dream. So he was like, he was like, why are there people working harder to 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 fulfill your dream or make your dreams come true? And so that's when he he taught me about like um the sacrifices and the stuff that you need to do to make your dreams come true and to be the leader that you need to be. And I tell you. When it came to that, and it made me, because he was like, bro, call home, let everybody know. Like, bro, you need to be focused. You need to be in the, geared up. And I was like, dang. And I'm, to be honest, and like, I've never been that focused before. Like, my focus and determination for completing this season, I put myself up there with LeBron James, with the Kobe's, with the Lionel Messi's, with uh, with Tom Hanks. I don't care. Anybody I know. <laughs> And people would be like, man, that, that person, like, man, his work ethic, wow. I, I knew I was on it because that's how, like, my, I was, like, so zoned in. And I saw that. And that's, that to me, I would always cherish. And, but you know what? It, me changing my perspective and was like, bro, this is my dream. So I'm going to have, like, if, if I got, I had joy the whole time. Anything they needed me to do, I was doing. Like, bro, what, what I need to be here? All right, I'm there. Other than when it was hot in, in Brazil, uh, I was I was a little I was a little grumpy there. Like Brazil was just like it was devil hot. It was just like the devil was out there taking a bath. Like it was it was mm -hmm. bad. It was, yeah, it was the hot water, water was going, it was hot water. And then we in the uh in the Amazon and the Amazon, <laughs> the legit Amazon with the Amazon River. And I'm just like, bruh, I'm here, but it's muggy and I'm I feel like I'm about to die. Um, but it was just like that changed my perspective. And so now knowing that these are my dreams, I can I can go handle all these situations with joy now. Like, like bro, of course, no, no problem. Like, I'm the leader. Let me be the leader. And that's when I learned because 
technically I'm technically I'm not the Bob, but I am <laughs> on set. But it was like when my manager helped me understand this, he was like, bro, you're the leader. Be yeah. the leader. And he was like, don't look at it as being the boss. Just look at it as being a leader. And so I was like, man, I had to learn how to lead. Uh, and I learned how to lead well while I was on there. And so um, if I wasn't feeling good or looking crazy, like if I showed that to people, people's going to do the same thing. So I had to learn, like, bro, suck it up. Make this stuff happen, bro. We got to show the shoot. Man, I'm so proud of you. Look, you talked about, you know, being in Japan, being in Brazil, the Amazon River. How important is it? for you to stay present while pursuing your dream? What happens if you're not that focused? Ooh, um, yeah, you can, get, you can get lost very quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to process stuff. That's one thing, and I'm, I mean, I go, I go to, my, uh, to my therapist and stuff like that, love my boo, um, I go to her. But I think, if you don't have self-awareness and presence of mind, I, that's what I love to say, the presence of mind. Like, like, you need to know what's actually happening right now in this moment. And like the significance of it or the thing that you probably need to like, uh-uh, let go. Like being having that kind of presence of mind is something that you need and need that focus needs to be there because I'm now realizing, like, yo, when I am this focused, all of this gets done. And it elevates you. It ain't even just a little bit. It takes me to a whole nother level. And now people, is in some ways, I'm doing stuff that other people won't do. I'm doing stuff other people can't do now because I, I'm in the zone. And that took time. It definitely took time. It didn't happen overnight. Um, and it was a lot of convincing of myself, like, bro, if I make this sacrifice, like, what's going to happen? And sometimes you just had to be bold enough and just go for it and find out what was going to happen. And I did. And I found out it, it it worked to my benefit. Yeah, this is Jeff Jenkins from Never Say Never with Jeff Jenkins on National yes. Geographic coming this July. Jeff, what are your words of advice to Black men or just anybody listening and or watching this the show right now? What are, mm. what are your words of advice on uh, finding joy, cultivating joy, and spreading joy? Um, not getting caught up in the social norms or what 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 being a man, the stereotypes of being a, a man, there are gender roles in a way too. Um a lot of times people men are taught not to like show emotions or they can't express themselves. Um, they don't have friends. Like I forgot what the statistic was about like men not having friends. I truly do believe that men need friends and they, they need a lot of them, like multiple friends. You know, and so it's like having friends, um, being able to just be you. Like, bro, if you a nerd, be a nerd. If you like that, like if you if you like Dungeons and Dragons, go play your Dungeons and Dragons. Don't let these people fool you. Like, bro, that's what you want to do. Like, that's when you get sick when you start doing stuff that you don't want to do. Mm. Like stuff that's not you. Uh, I'm not saying don't go work and stuff like that, but I'm saying like do stuff that you like to do, like your hobbies. Let that be there because guess what? That's what brings you joy. There's a lot of things that bring me joy. I like being with my friends. I like going to the movies. Uh, I like sitting home and watching travel shows. Guess what? Now I'm going to be on my own travel show. Yeah. That? You know, and so that's the stuff that brings me joy. I am doing the same stuff I saw Steve Irwin doing back in the day. 
I'm, I, I'm, I, that's the stuff that brings me so joy. So I seek out joy. I seek out the things, um, but it also is a choice. Like I said, from the beginning, you have to choose to have this joy. Jeff Jenkins, thank you so much for returning to the Purpose Producer Podcast. So happy to have you back. I cannot wait until July so I can see you pursue your dreams in real time. Just uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. And thank you for having this platform. I think this is beautiful.